Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Canyon School District. This is a show about what we teach, how we teach, and why. We get up close and personal with some of the people who make our schools great. Students, teachers, principals, parents, and more. We meet national experts, too. Learning is about making connections. So connect with us. In 2008, Utah embarked on an educational experiment. With the state legislature's approval of funding, schools throughout the state began preparations to create dual-language immersion programs in French, Spanish, and Chinese. The Canyons District was an early adopter. Our first immersion classes opened in 2009, which was our first year in operation as a school district. Today, more than 10% of our 33,000 students are learning a world language using this 50-50 model of instruction, which entails having students spend half of their school day learning in the target language and the other half they in English. The program advances through middle and high school where students who take and pass the advanced placement or AP exam can start taking college-level courses for college credit. Now, this is more than an efficient path to learning another language. Dual language immersion is an instructional method with many cognitive and other long-term benefits. Now, all but one of Canyons District's programs begin in the first grade, And each October and November, we accept applications for the coming year's first grade students. So we thought this would be an excellent time to kind of check in on the program and its success, see how it's going. Again, uh, here at Connect Canyons, I'm your host, Kirsten Stewart, and we have with us in the studio today um, Tracy Stacy, the principal at one of our immersion schools, Lone Peak Elementary. We have Kenneth Sorensen, an administrator in the Instructional Supports Department, which oversees our immersions programs and a dual immersion parent and student, Katuska Christensen and her daughter, Heidi. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Okay, well, let's maybe start at the very beginning. Um, Kenna, let's start with you. Canyon started DLI, or dual immersion schools, in 2009. Since then, we've expanded our offering of programs. What's it look like now? How many schools do we have now? So currently, we have 18 programs running in our school. We still have the three languages, Spanish, French, and Chinese. And in our Spanish program, we have eight programs total. Three of them are at the middle school and five at the elementary school. In our French program, we have four programs total, two at the middle school, two at the high school. And in Chinese, we have six total programs, three elementary, three middle school. Wow, that's that's quite a lot. That has grown a lot. And a good chunk of our students then involved in this enterprise. Um, So... Tracy, Stacy, at your school, Lone Peak, you have Mandarin Chinese. You've been in it, is it for the long haul, for many years, right? Um, yes, this is my eighth year. Oh, wow. So what's your perception of the program? What does it bring to your school? How does it enrich your school? Um, well, uh, my first uh, perception of the program was what a magical gift it is to give a student um, the ability to learn another language and be multilingual. Um, and what it brings to our school is really... Um, Um, a great sense of culture, but also a a set of students who have some problem-solving and thinking skills that um, they acquire through the development of their language. Um, Chinese not being primarily an alphabetically, they don't learn via alphabetical principle. They learn primarily first with uh, characters. The students in the program 
uh, have an opportunity to problem solve every day. And I think that really um, develops their neural pathways in a way uh, that's quite unique. Um, and it really is an amazing addition to our program. It helps kids learn how to think rather than what to think, which is really our goal. I love that. I know they're really quite popular, these programs. We have waiting lists at our schools. Um, I also know that we do make room for students from throughout the district and from other school districts. So we have families traveling to take advantage of these programs from all throughout Utah. Tracy, uh, what's some of the furthest distance your families are traveling? Uh, So I have families coming all the way from Salt Lake um, every day to participate in the dual immersion program. Um, which is kind of exciting to have uh, students from uh, multiple communities come together and build this new community at Lone Peak Elementary School and this culture of learning. So, yeah, can I? can I just add, I know we've had in the district office several calls that come in from people out of state, always hearing about the programs, really wanting to know about the programs and where they would need to be in order to participate. So having that option for them to not necessarily live in our boundaries, but just whatever works for the family in finding housing in them for them to apply to be in our district has been beneficial as well. In 2009, there were only nine dual immersion programs across the whole state. So we had two of them going specifically in Chinese, which was very exciting to just bring that in. Yeah, I received phone calls even last week from a family in California that is looking to move to Utah to participate in the Chinese Immersion Program. And they research which schools are the best schools to attend. And it's often Canyons District schools that they're interested in. Yeah, Um, I think that's fascinating information to have for families because I don't know that everyone knows we're an open enrollment or school choice state, which means you can live in Salt Lake and still attend school in Canyon School District. Kenna, when you were a principal, you had an immersion program at your school. Why do you think these programs are as popular as they are? I think one of the things that parents came to me excited about were first just the opportunity for a student to learn a second language so early in their education experience. Um, We also know that If they learn a second language, then a third language or a fourth language becomes much easier for them to acquire. So several had that vision as a parent that it wasn't just an opportunity for a second language, but there would be more opportunities. I also know that a lot of them recognized the idea that learning a second language really does something in the brain that allows them to process information differently allows them to see patterns and connections much easier than someone who is monolingual. So that was another thing that people were talking to me about. We also know that just the idea, it's a fun thing. The cultural experience and just learning about another culture brought people in, as well as then some parents also saw future opportunities for their kids, for their careers, for life So I think there was a lot that enticed parents. And being a first principal in 2009, you know, that was hard. We had to try and really convince people this is going to work. Trust us. And we were so appreciative of those who put their trust in us and 
and just said, we're doing this. We see the potential and it's going to work. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a great trans uh, segue actually to Katuska because you, right, were one of those first parents, right? You know, and it, listening to you, kinda, it just brought back a flood of memories of that first meeting, that presentation that was done in that school. And I went ahead and grabbed some neighbors and they all joined um, and we carpooled. I'm one of those families who was not um, bound to Draper Elementary. I was bound to Willow Springs. And for 12 years, I have driven to Draper Elementary. Uh, my youngest is now in middle school, so she can now ride the bus. But um, it was, you know, it was amazing. And one of the things that drew me into the program, I had kind of already thought about this for my oldest son. So when I saw it published in the newspaper that there was going to be an open house, I was like, this is it. This is what we need um, for, for our family. And Ethan had already learned a second language. In fact, Ethan's so your oldest. Ethan is my oldest. He graduated last year and like in 2021. Um, and he learned Spanish first, then he learned English. And in we, Spanish in the home, right? Yes. You speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. So, so I, you know, I, I view languages in a, in a little bit of a different way because I see how throughout the world and how I grew up. I grew up in a um, I, I did go to a fully immersion program for at least one year. And that's what it needs to happen. It needs to be immersive. Um, but for me, that was the answer. It was like, oh, my gosh, we will do whatever we need to do to get this program um, or to be part of this program and make it part of our family. And it has been a part of our family for 12 years, 13 years now. Right, because you have three other children in the program, yeah, all so in Chinese? I have five children, and four of my children are in the program. Um, the one that doesn't um, participate has Down syndrome and is in a different program. Mm -hmm. So Ethan graduated in 2021. Like As you mentioned, we actually interviewed him. Um, and about his experience. And he was talking about how he had plans to use his language skills in an international business relations career. I don't know if those are still his plans. And I, I guess now he's uh, on a, a, a mission with his church and he's learning to speak French. So <laughs> a fourth language. That's yes, amazing. that was definitely a surprise for all of us. Um, but he's come across Mandarin speakers in Africa. Wow. And he's being able to talk to them and he's being able to teach them and you know have a relationship and um, be conversant with them. But, um, you know, he's planning on going um, to Chicago to school, so he's still planning on making it part of his, of his life, whether it's, I know he's always planning on doing a study abroad, mm -hmm. but even, you know, career-wise as well, he's just, in his mind, this is always going to be part of, of who he is. Yeah, so it sounds, and it sounds like it's opened some doors for him. Definitely, definitely. He, um, so one of the most life-changing experiences he had was uh, right when he started high school, he had the opportunity to travel with two other classmates to China. Wow. And he went to a language university there in the summer. And it was life-changing. He was 15. I sent my son to the other side of the world, you know, hoping I had made the right choice. Uh, it was a, a group of about 40 students that went from the state of Utah. It was the first time it was done. And it was amazing. You know, and it really shaped his outlook, um, and it definitely prepared him to be in Africa. I mean, to have two non-Western cultures, you know, definitely. You and I have talked offline a little bit about this, and you mm -hmm. talked about the cultural benefits, the, you know, cognitive um, or intellectual, and then just having another language skill. Um, 
But for you, I mean, if you were to prioritize those, which do you think meant the most to you and your family? I think that being in a Western culture society, even where though I'm not from here, it's I'm still part of the Western culture. And to be immersed and be exposed to something that is completely different in every possible way, it definitely opens up the way you view the world, the way you problem solve, because all of a sudden you realize, you know, there is a way that is 100% different than the way I live, than the way I eat, than the way I relate to people, than the way I think. And so that that's definitely something that has benefited all my children. They tend to be, I mean, and, and this is a part of it. We also have, like I said, a, a daughter that has Down syndrome. So that is definitely part of how accepting they are, how open they are, how um, empathetic they are. And just having that exposure to so many teachers that they've, they've had teachers from Taiwan, they've had teachers from China um, that, that had also traveled to other countries. And it has definitely, I think, opened how they view the world, that they're part of, you know, a, a bigger place and they are better global citizens because of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Heidi, has that have been kind of your experience a little bit? I mean, how, what, what, what got you interested in it? Yeah. So, um, I was definitely interested in participating in the program just because Ethan, my older brother had been a part of it. And I was like, Oh wow, that's so cool that he gets to learn Chinese. I definitely want to do that. Um, so, um, yeah, I, begged my mom to enroll me in the program. And then um, it was just, it's been such a blessing in my life, I feel, feel like, being part of the Chinese immersion program because, like my mom was saying, it's just, it's so different from what I'm used to. And um, in elementary, we had this, um, we had this thing for Chinese New Year. Every grade in the Chinese program, they would come up with, like, um, a performance. And then we would have this assembly, and we would see, like, the dragon dance and, like, the... Um, the kids would perform like songs and these um, just different things. And it was so fun to see um, just what everybody had like put into and like the kids that weren't in the program, they could see what we were learning in Chinese and just kind of integrating that into not only us like performing, but um, all the other students um, being able to see that. And it's just been, it's been way cool to integrate that in my life. So. Mm -hmm. You've enjoyed it. You would yeah, definitely tell definitely. like other students do this. This is yeah. It's it's just really cool to see something that's so different from what's what you're used to, and to um, not only just see it but like to experience that. It's been it's been part of my life for the past eleven years, and it's half my day in elementary, and then just throughout um, the rest of middle school and high school, it just becomes such like an it became such an integral part of my experience in school and just um, just who I am kind of. R remind me what grade you're in. I'm in 11th grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so are you doing the bridge courses yet? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. So after ninth grade, when um, after I took the AP test and passed, um, 10th grade I was able to come into the bridge course, the college course. And then so I did that last year and then this year as well. And how's that? Was that was passing AP exam stressful or? Yeah, I would say it was it was pretty stressful for me. <laughs> <laughs> um Tests are stressful, yeah. But especially this one because it, it's Chinese. When so, you've been working you know. for so long, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's it's was a long way in the making, <laughs> but because um, it's not just pass. Oh, I passed now, now nothing else. But because it goes into the college class, yeah. How's the college course is that the college that course? I this has been like my favorite class. I feel like oh, because we have the professor from the university that comes in, and she, um, this 
um, elementary, middle school is very just heavily focused on the language, um, kind of getting that in and then culture kind of on the side. But in the college course, it's very heavily based on the culture and understanding just the different things that happen over there. Full disclosure, I have kids in the program as well, Mm -hmm. and I think that they've spoken to those same things. What's amazing to me is they've been able to squeeze in an entirely new and, you know, another learning goal into the day, right? Mm -hmm. And that these kids are still rising to that challenge, right? And you all, we're seeing that in the schools, right, Kenna and Tracy, that the kids that they're still managing to take in this language while still really performing really quite well in all of the other subject areas. Yeah. Um, In fact, uh, sometimes by as much as 20 percentage points in comparison to their peers, and it's the same population of students. So again, that we know about the neural development of students and how language impacts that neuroplasticity um, and their problem solving, um, but it does have a huge impact on um, also their academic success throughout. So the kids who are in the DLI program are performing up to 20%, 20 percentage points better on year end test scores in like math and science. And Yes, okay. and a lot in most cases they're scoring up to 20%. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about the academic and kind of the cognitive effects. What about what are some of the other benefits? We also talked about the culture. What about workforce in college? What are colleges looking for? How does this give students a competitive edge? And what about the workforce? Well, I think one of the things um, that really sticks out in my mind about what um, impact this program has is on the perseverance of students. So perseverance is a huge skill in college and in the workforce and I've never seen kids I I wouldn't be able to persevere through the things they're doing I've seen fourth graders take the apple language test where they have to type using pinyin which is um, phonics in Chinese identify the correct character out of a list of characters put it into context and it takes them hours. And those kids, they don't break a sweat. They sit and they persevere through that entire test. Um, that, to me, is a huge skill. And, and it's not one that's easy to teach, um, but they're learning it through the program. I love that because it just kind of goes to what you were saying, too, earlier. We don't, we're not teaching kids what to think. We're teaching them how to think and persevere. Yeah, I love that. And I'll just add, I know um, Utah has become one of the most recruited areas or skills in language. So if a company is looking for someone who has a language, a lot of times they are looking in Utah because across our state, we are producing real high-quality, well-spoken, intelligent students who just can move forward with a business opportunity or whatever that company is looking for. I, I, um, how do you remember you mentioned passing the AP exam, which means now you're now yes. in the bridge program mm-hmm. taking college level courses. So I remember when we first launched those representative from the university of Utah, I think came to one of our orientations with parents and was talking about how dual immersion is really even forcing institutions of higher learning to rethink how they teach foreign language because the students that are now coming to them are coming with such advanced skills that they're having to kind of change their curriculum a little bit. And I maybe Kenna, um, Tracy, you can talk a little bit about what our track record is with that. I mean, I, we've got, I, I think I, I heard somewhere 400 students who are currently taking bridge level courses in Canyons District and I assume our, our pass rate with the AP exams is pretty good. Yeah. So, um, 
it's it's amazing to think that our first students really just graduated through this program. Yeah. And I remember as a new principal them saying that in ninth grade, that's when we're hoping they'll take the AP language test. And, and most people don't take the AP no, in ninth grade. No, they don't. And our parents were just like, okay, that's a big ask. That's a big step. But um, currently in last year's data, we can see that in Mandarin, our ninth grade, we had 68 students test and 46 of those passed. So that's a rate of 67%. In French, during ninth grade, we had 68 tests, 50 passed there. So their percentage is a little higher at 73%. And in Spanish, ninth grade, 85 students tested with 66% of them passing for a pass rate of 77%. So that's an amazing amount that actually take the test and then pass the test. So our students come a long way, and then that, again, just opens up opportunities for 10th, 11th, and 12th grade for them to continue on with their current language, pick up a third language possibly, whatever they choose to do as they move on to high school options. Yeah, and I think, I mean, really, by the time you enter, if you enroll in a college somewhere, you've got almost, you could, Mm-hmm. almost have the equivalent of a minor, right, in that language, yep. if you just could take a couple more classes. Yeah, it's two more courses, I believe, or two more credits that you need That's, to get your minor. That's amazing, so. yeah. Not to mention a, a cost savings for families. <laughs> yes. I'm assuming families are hearing this and they're interested in applying for the program, and why wouldn't they? So where can they find more information? So if you go to canyonsdistrict.org, or you can actually go directly through dual dot canyonsdistrict.org so d-u-a-l dot canyonsdistrict.org that will give you um, information about how to submit an application for our lottery process we are currently taking that at that website you'll also see some information just um, what the classes look like what the curriculum is who teaches which part of the day and what curriculum is taught from the English side versus the target language side. We have a Q&A on there, and we also just have a phone number that you could call in and get connected to the Instructional Supports Department, and we're happy to answer any questions. That's great. Yeah, and I know the deadline for kindergartners who are for children who are kindergartners now to enroll next year, the fall of 2023, would is November 21st to apply, right? Correct. Okay. Well, so it's open now till November 21st. Wonderful. Well, any other parting words or thoughts anyone would like to share? Well, and I'll, yeah. I'll just, my closing remarks are um, from an administrator, former administrator viewpoint. Um, yes, we recognize this is a big commitment. And we would not be um, in our positions and just supporting these programs if we didn't see the benefits, the potential, And it's been fun to actually see that process happen. So we started with high hopes. That's what they were telling us. And it's come to pass. And it just is exciting to see everything that these kids can learn and the potential that they have by doing this. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I would add to that. It's magical. And you'll never get an opportunity to learn language in this type of context. Um, Again, 
the French I learned in high school is pretty much gone. The Chinese these kids are learning will be with them for life. Whatever language you choose will be with them for life. Um, and I wish I could travel back in time and give my son this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't believe in the in. magic. Yeah, <laughs> Eight years in if I didn't believe in the magic. That's great. Well, fantastic. Thank you all for being here today and for sharing. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connect Canyons. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Canyons District or on our website, canyonsdistrict.org.